This is 15-Minute Fundamentals, where we interview Crypto Project's core contributors and together walk through the charts available on Token Terminal. In this episode, we discuss the basics of Unidex, a non-custodial exchange and aggregator for perpetual contracts. To cover the basics, perpetual contracts are derivatives that derive their value from an underlying asset. They allow traders to speculate on an asset's price movement without needing to hold the asset itself. Unidex aggregates automated market makers, derivatives, and even other aggregators with the aim of providing end users the best trading experience possible. To describe the market opportunity here, the average daily exchange volume throughout DeFi has recently been between $1 to $5 billion per day. Of this volume, a large chunk is generated via aggregators like 1inch or 0x. Both exchanges and swap aggregators typically generate revenue by taking a cut of trading fees paid on their platform. In this episode, we'll find out how Unidex is positioned within this market and what their plans are for the future. Hey, Cronal, welcome to 15 Minute Fundamentals. Excited to have you on. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here and thank you for having me. Can you kick this off with just a quick intro to Unidex for anyone not familiar? Yeah, for sure. You know, people call Unidex their trading platform. Some people call it, you know, their go-to charting platform. We're many things, but we like to brand ourselves as an all-purpose tool for, for DeFi. Anything trading related, we hope that you're using Unidex for that just because we do swap aggregation, we do leverage trading, we even do derivatives aggregation as well. Aggregation is usually our main focus. We aggregate anything and everything that we can. We actually even aggregate other aggregators, aggregate data and, you know, aggregate RPC, stuff like this, um, just to make sure that you're always having the, you know, the best in class trading experience that you can, you know, possibly have as a, you know, trader. You mentioned a lot of the kind of different product categories that you have. Could you maybe give us a bit of a more detailed breakdown of your core products and their features? And then especially from the perspective of what innovation they bring to the market. So I'll start with what we first actually initially launched with, um, which would be actually be our, our swap aggregator. It's a meta aggregator, which means that it's actually pulling from other aggregators on the open market. We have big players like one inch and pair swap or even zero X, and they all have their own ways, you know, actually like, you know, find you your best route for your, your trades that you're doing. But one problem that we actually noticed very early on is that each one of them actually have their own routing algorithm that changes very rapidly. Things start improving and you don't really know, you know, hey, is my favorite protocol still the best in the market? And can I trust that, you know, they're always going to give me that best rate? Now, what Unidex will actually do is that we connect to actually seven other aggregators on the open market and they all have their own algorithms. But from the trader's perspective on Unidex, this doesn't matter. Whenever you quote something, it's always gonna route through whatever's the best aggregator or the best source that might not even come from an aggregator. Maybe it's actually even better to completely ignore one inch or an aggregator and go directly to the source. And that's what we do for you on the spot trading side. And so you're always guaranteed to have that best rate um, and what, what's a better thing than saving money. We also do um, leverage trading specifically on the synthetic side. So for example, uh, we're live actually on Fansum and Optimism actually, we let you uh, leverage trade multiple different trading pairs, um, you know, we, we got your blue chips, so ETH, BTC, Solana, things like that. Um, your Forex markets, stock trading pairs, ETFs, commodities like gold and silver, um, basically we have it all, all non-custodial, you know, basically what, def what we stand for here in DeFi. You have all that um, at your fingertips and pretty flexible leverage options, no weird mechanics um, to stop you from, you know, using 1x leverage. You can basically do whatever you need to do here. 
no need to use the centralized exchange ever again. That's what we like to see. We also do some other stuff like RPC aggregation and stuff like that. Uh, but these are some of the more under the hood stuff, but it's just building on top of the experience that you get for using the products that we put out. We, you'll have faster RPC, um, which basically just means you're going to get faster data to you know, you know the, the actual network to your MetaMask and things like that. Really, we we focus on the trading experience and that's what we're all about here. And as you have so much going on, how do you yourself see that you're positioned within the broader exchange and trading market? Are you competing with these other protocols or do you see yourselves more as like a partner or a complementing solution? We like to position ourselves as, you know, somebody that's really integrated within uh, the ecosystem. As someone that's aggregating other aggregators, that also means by extension, we're aggregating a lot of individual sources at once and taking a lot of custom integrations. We wouldn't actually, if we're looking at the spot market, for example, we wouldn't say that we're competing with one inch. All one inch needs to do is worry about being the best protocol for routing. And hey, that might mean that 100% of our trades are always going through one inch. And that's good. You know, it's incentivizing healthy competition within the ecosystem. One inch would not care if 100% of the trades are going through us as long as they're doing their best work because at the end of the day, it would just mean it would go through all the one inch. Oh, it's a win-win situation for them. And that's how we like to envision ourselves within the ecosystem, even for things like leverage, because we also let you trade on top of some other leverage trading protocols in addition to having our own. For example, we let you trade on top of Perpetual Protocol. We let you trade on top of GMX, for example. And then we're doing some more of these integrations as well. For example, like GNS, DYDX in the future when they have their own app chain, which is something that we, we like the idea of as well. And then we, we have our own. I mean, we like to build on top of the ecosystem system for the leverage trading scene where you know we're not necessarily seeing too much attention being done with some of the other top guys and that's what how kind of how we position ourselves we like to build on top of the ecosystem and also you know basically bring everybody together now i want to move on to your business model so could you describe how unidex is currently making money off of the product you offer and how value flows throughout the whole Unidex ecosystem. Like most exchanges, we do actually take a cut uh, for fees. So for example, if we're looking at the, the leverage trading protocol, we actually take 20% of the fees that are generated through that platform. But the, the more accurate number would actually be 50% of the supply side fees. So whatever fees that are being generated that isn't being sent to the LPs, we take that and we send half to the token holders and we send half to the team. We just have the philosophy that basically the traders themselves and the holders, the community, they are essentially half the platform. The other half would be the dev work that we're putting in collecting this feedback and pushing out all these updates. And so that's how we like to separate it. So we have a 50-50 revenue split, essentially. That's how we, we fund ourselves and we continue building. And in addition to getting part of the revenue that you guys generate, what other roles does your token currently have? If we're talking about exactly right now, governance, you know, that's a pretty basic role that any token can now fill. But yeah, we, we do like to use this. Um, we've had, you know, numerous amounts of proposals, actually, things like, you know, where we want to target liquidity to move around and stuff like that. So governance is actually an active role within our um, with our community as well. But I would say that the main focus actually does happen to be that value accrual through transaction fees. I guess even if we did want to expand a little bit on that, it would be more specifically, you know, how that th those fees are actually distributed. We do a little bit of unique stuff there actually uh, because it's not like you just deposit into a staking pool 
actually redistribute those trading fees directly to the holder. So there's no smart contract risk there. And the holder can actually choose what token they want their, their rewards to be paid out in. So if they want to be paid out in ETH, then they would get paid out the USD value of ETH for your rewards. And you can also choose multiple chains as well. So we're pretty flexible with this stuff. We wanted to basically really simplify the user experience. And so we think this is like basically the best way. That was a great addition. Thanks. Now, in general, looking at where you are now, what are your current growth drivers and possible challenges on that front? Something that we've really been seeing that people uh, come to our platform, especially uh, above some of the other guys is some of the trading pairs that we do offer. And we decided, hey, if people love seeing the, the stuff and the ideas that we're putting out here, let's expand on that. You know, let's keep that momentum going. So some of our biggest community drivers has been our unique value proposition for the products that we offer. So things that you can't really find anywhere else. And we're not talking about stuff like, you know, maybe being able to trade Doge on leverage and stuff like that. Our version of weird trading pairs would be stuff like trading the, the market cap of BTC or the market cap of the, the total crypto market cap. And you can long and short stuff like that or longing and shorting Aave interest rates. It's going to be weird trading pairs that you won't really find anywhere else, but it actually really generates uh, you know, a unique community because you have all these traders that isn't like the normal herd, I guess you can say. You have the, the normal set of traders that are you know, trading altcoins or maybe only touching BTC. And then you have the guys that are you know, really willing to you know, trade something really exotic and might be risky or might be you know, the, the next big play for them that they're really thinking outside the box. And it really gets a community together of like-minded people like this. And we take these ideas and we, we listen to them. We try to get that onto the platform um, and we put that out. And that's some of our biggest growth factors that we've actually seen for our community growth here. That's also been our biggest challenge. You know, It's not too easy to actually implement some of the things that um, uh, some of the community has been asking for while we set ourselves to have this goal, right? Um, it's not too easy to find an oracle of what would be, you know, Aave interest rates or let's say um, RuneScape gold and USD value, being able to long and short, you know, GameFi assets like that. It's not easy to build an oracle like that. And it's even harder to make sure that it's secure and making sure you're not going to get exploited with that. Especially we hear that there's a new big exploit like almost every week in DeFi. And so we've been really cautious with the things that we do here. That's been, uh, you know, a big thing, making sure that things are secure. And that's been our biggest roadblock, but it's also been our biggest, you know, motivation for growing our community here. And on the fact that one of your growth drivers is you having these uncommon pairs that get users to come over to Unidex, I'd love to hear whether you're seeing any traction on your stocks or commodities that you offer for people to trade, or is it mainly still crypto focused? It, it's still actually mainly focused on crypto. I, I will say that. Um, we, we don't actually see too much trading um, on things like stocks and um, things like commodities like gold and silver, but I think that's just right now just because a lot of people find volatility within those markets so we might even see this change within like three months right there's a lot of volatility within crypto and a lot of volatility within forex pairs right now so we're seeing a lot of volume on these pairs but i think once things start to quiet down a little bit again or you know maybe we all 100x here on btc and we'll, we'll see some crazy action on some exotic trading pairs that we'll be able to push out that might you know we might see a lot of attention on things like that then got it and from a business development perspective what is your guys core focus at the moment. So what are you mainly working on on a day-to-day -day basis? Definitely going to be uh, the focus on decentralizing our entire stack. Once we got halfway through building the protocol and fine-tuning it, we realized that, hey, there are a lot of things that we can actually do to make sure that you know this is a truly unstoppable protocol 
you know, on, on the level of Uniswap, right? At, at most, you're going to do with Uniswap is take down the front end and anybody can host that. We want to get to that level. And that's not something that, you know, perpetual based DEXs can actually claim right now. And that's going to be something that we're actually going to be focusing on moving forward is going to make sure that, you know, this protocol can function even if we were all censored, right? And that's going to be the, the biggest challenge. And that's most of our um, most of our work is being done for making sure that can happen. You initially started off on Phantom. You mentioned that you're also currently live on Optimism. I'm aware that you have plans to expand the protocol to its own app chain on Cosmos. So do you maybe want to speak a bit about the reasoning behind that transition? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and we, we haven't talked too much about it, uh, but I will share what we have already um, in the reasonings. We actually did get some inspiration off of this from the recent move that DYTX is also doing with their recent announcement of V4 and building on the Cosmos chain. And we thought initially that, you know, this is quite strange. You know, they, they built most of their success off of Ethereum, but we laid back and we, we thought about it and we're like, hmm, what can we learn from this move? And we realized uh, two things. For one, this really is going to help with our decentralization effort. Right. If we can have our protocol deployed here, you have a very secure validator system and consensus mechanism there. This can help our move and tying things together to make sure that things are decentralized. And then two, we can make sure that things are not necessarily decentralized, but community owned, I guess you could say. We can have a much more larger network effect of things that we want to push forward as a community through our own app chain, rather than waiting for things to come through with, you know, a grants program on a chain or something like that. We can see a much larger network effect going on on our app chain and have a little bit more control within the community about like, you know, hey, do we want to see faster transaction speeds? You know, we're a training platform and is this something that we're going to, you know, push through? Normally, projects will have to see, hey, what chain do we want to deploy on? But building your own app chain, you have a lot more control with the uh, stuff like this. And so we think those are two big advantages, the decentralization aspect, but then also allowing, you know, much more quicker decisions to take place without having to do huge migrations. Makes sense. And then finally, in addition to everything that we already discussed, what's next for Unidex? Is there anything else you want to mention that users can expect in the next few months or something like that? You know, we're, we're doing a lot of things to help everyday people that even if they don't want to use Unidex, they could still benefit from some of the stuff that we provide. For example, a lot of our infrastructure that we've made is only public to us, like with, within the team. So like with, within the app, I guess you could say. Things like automatically selecting the best RPC endpoint. But we want to actually release stuff like this to the public just so that people can actually, you know, we know that this is a common pain point within the ecosystem. I know Polygon recently actually was having some RPC problems just this week. We don't want people to you know give crypto a bad name or DeFi a bad name just because they're seeing some of these problems on the network when they could just use a centralized exchange so we want to make sure people stay within DeFi, and so we want to push out a lot of these things so one of the few things that we're going to be pushing out is a free public rpc endpoints that's an aggregator of rpc aggregators you know kind of the Unidex style. So you'll be able to access that, add that to, to your MetaMask and enjoy a much more smooth trading experience. But then also for developers, we'll, we'll also push out some free public subgraph endpoints for people that are deploying subgraphs, but want a much more faster experience there rather than the hosted service. So we're providing a lot of infrastructure services um, for free uh, for developers and for everyday people. And so, yeah. Yeah, look, looking forward to seeing how all of that plays out for Unidex. And um, we'll be sure to do this again in a few months time to have another status update because there's so many things brewing. Thank you so much, Krunal, for this quick overview of Unidex. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.